On this week's episode of That's Enough Already, I get to chat two girls that I immediately became friends with on the set of The Masked Singer. That, of course, is Danny Minogue and Jackie O. And as soon as we met, immediately we, we became friends. I said to Jackie one day, I go, as soon as I met her, I felt like we've just been best friends our entire lives and we were just waiting to meet. That's what it felt like. Like we just immediately had a bond. Of course, we had bonds with the boys too, with Osha and with Dave, but there can only be three people on this podcast. So, yeah, decisions were made. I might do a podcast later with the boys because, honestly, the bond a lot of us share is just off the charts. So, please, turn it up, listen up. Here we go, my chat with Jackie O and Danny Minogue. Shh, that's quite enough. Just stop. Just shut your mouth. I don't give a stuff. Zip it. Shush, please. Uh, 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 uh. Yes, I can hear. Calm down, mate. But I don't care. That's enough already. Shut up. Oh, shush. So we did The Masked Singer, but we did it during COVID, right? So we've never physically touched each other. <laughs> We've never no. been closer than two meters or a meter and a half to each other. It was the, it was a time when all you wanted to do was hug people, and yeah. the three of us, all of us on the show, were just so close. And I think we just formed a really, really strong bond. And it killed me that I'd walk into work every day and I couldn't give you guys a hug. Couldn't even. Yeah. Yeah. Never once hugged. Danny and no. I have, but. Yeah. I'm waiting to hug you big time. Yeah, I'm a good hugger. Like, I get that a lot. I've got all that extra cushion for the push. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I know. It's going to be a big bear hug. Like, Danny, you basically grew up in front of a camera, um, you know, and Jackie, you've done heaps of shit. I've never worked on a show or on any production where I've clicked more with people then on this show, and I know people always like after, you know, you do a show or like even because I do um, shows in, in New Zealand that I've been part of for like 10 years. Are they pissed off now that you've said that, that this was the best connection you've ever had now? Like- I even, I should you not, on have been paying attention this week. Jackie, you know that clip about the flaps yeah. that yeah. that um, we're going, <laughs> what does it for you when Osh asks, what, what do you like about my go? I think it's the flaps and then right. you laugh and you're like, oh, my God. They played that clip on Have You Been Paying Attention This Week? And they go, what was it like working on that show? I go, this show was nice, but that show was phenomenal. Like, I just, (laughs) (laughs) I just, I've never clicked this with people, like everyone from, you know, makeup, production, the whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. But then my question is this, did we click like that? Because it's like, you know, we were in this intense pressurized situation. Or do you think we would have clicked like that regardless? I think it was, it hit a a different depth because I felt like with me, I'd made a decision that time was precious and the connection was precious. And I wanted to just be not that getting to know you phase. Like obviously Jackie and I know each other, but I was like, give me Ursula's number. I got to call her up and just go, hey, this is me. Because I feel like people think that they know you and they don't and probably me the same with you, even though we kind of said hi at a party once before. I'm like, I don't really know you. So it's kind of, it just forced me into a moment of going, I'm going to take the leap and I don't normally do this. So I think that there was a depth from much quicker, but 
honestly would have been, you know, the same friendships and and the same fun because the show is like leave your inhibitions at the door. I mean, you read it on paper and you're like people under a mask singing and we're guessing who they are. It's stupid. It shouldn't work. So you you enter the building going, this is stupid. Yeah, the best fun. So it attracts a certain kind of person that goes, I really want to do this. So we're already like-minded, you know, ready to just go, whatever. But then I think because of COVID, we were just very being honest. I agree, Danny. I think you're right. We probably have um, fast-tracked the the friendship. We've probably yeah. developed a bond that would have taken maybe a few more seasons, I think, um, to develop. But because of the circumstance we were under, let's face it, that year was horrible. And I, I think with Mars Singer, it was the best of times and the worst of times. I think when we were together and working and we had each other, we were happy, but when we're in lockdown and alone, it, it felt really isolating at the same time. But what made it so much easier was how supportive both of you were and how we all were to each other. And just, I just enjoy working with both of you so much. I think it would have happened regardless, but I think yeah. COVID definitely did strengthen it. Yeah, yeah, maybe it would have taken like four seasons to get there. And yeah. when so. we all watched the final show go to air over Zoom, all of the panellists and Osha with our families, it was that deeper excitement. Like normally, yes, it's exciting, the grand finale's on TV, but we've, you know, done other shows before, so not a new feeling, but this was like, oh, my God, we actually made the show, even though we were all in different cities and countries, (laughs) and it's actually on air. And then Zooming with the pets and the dogs and the babies and the kids and the parents and grandparents, it was a different level. I've never had that before. Yeah, me either. Honestly, it always felt like that high school crush and then you find out they like you back and it was just that real intense and what people don't know is as soon as we went into lockdown we had these zoom chats basically every night and we would watch what was it? The Bachelor, the Bachelor, Bachelor, Bachelor together. Indian and then Indian matchmaker. matchmaker. <laughs> and our oh. show. And because then when everyone went home, I was still isolated to come back to New Zealand and be in quarantine for two weeks. I was like, all right, well, you know, you're sort of on your own now. But no, I still got a call every single day from one of you or all of you. And we still Zoom. And that doesn't normally happen. I did get a lot of... Um, you know, because of that show and every time you do a new show, it's obviously a newer audience and because it's not my bog standard comedy, you know, because I know you guys, you do like panel stuff or talent stuff or whatever, which I've never done that. Yeah. So it's kind of opened a whole other door for me, which of course, you know, it's great. It gives you more fans, but it also gives you a lot more online abuse, you know, <laughs> which I don't know. Are you guys familiar with online abuse? Hang on, let me put it out there first. The, the private conversations, which I won't repeat, you don't want to abuse Ursula oh, yeah. online. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Smart. She's next to yeah. man. I'm just saying to anyone listening, no don't go there. Do not go there. And if I ever need someone to protect me, I'm going to bring in Ursula because, yeah. man, she knows how to do it. Yeah. Do you guys get a lot of online hype? See, I haven't had 
a lot of it, but when I have had it, it was because a situation was misunderstood. And I think this happens whether you're a celebrity or not. It started big time when I did X Factor in the UK and it was like massive and social media was really on by then. And there was a misunderstanding about one of my contestants. He was openly gay himself, but the show hadn't really brought that up in any interviews. But he said with me, he's fine about it. And I checked with him. So then we do a song and I'm like, hey, do you want to flip the words from girl to guy? And he's like, I'd love to do that. So we spoke about doing that and it's all about what he's comfortable with. So then we did the song on the show and then Simon Cowell went at me. He's like, why have you done that? You've outed this guy. So that's all people heard. Danny Minogue. Oh my God. Oh my God. The most sparkly friend of the gays has outed someone on the big TV show in the UK. I'm like, okay, so that night when I got home, it kicked off. Like Twitter was really the one because it was very immediately and second to second what people think about it. I spoke to uh, Daniel afterwards. I'm like, you know, you're okay. And he was like, I'm fine. I know what I think and you'd spoken to me about it and it's all fine. But there wasn't a press release put out Mm. that night to say, this is the scenario before you go attacking. The attacking was allowed to go all night and into the next day. And uh, I remember at one point I'm just, I'm I'm sitting in the bath. It's like really super late because we didn't get home from filming to like 1.30 in the morning. So it's now about 3.30. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to calm down because it's a live show. And I'm just thinking of all the people that I've possibly upset. Like even though he was cool with it, I thought mm, maybe now that the adrenaline's, you know, dropped and he's got home, he's thinking, oh, I wish I wasn't in the middle of this scenario. Uh, Even though we'd both made the choice to do it. So I feel like there's so many other situations where it's just like people don't understand the full story. Then they jump in with their opinions, which are opinions are fine, but like full on nastiness and, you know, I want to kill you because of that is not cool. Yeah. 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 So it's been, it's very rare for me and I, I, I've had so much support and I think on the other hand through the all of the time and the length of time you are in this career and the, and the friendships you build then you have supporters so if somebody jumps on and says something about me online there's also a bunch of supporters that would then jump on yeah. there and go hey hey yeah. hey you don't know what's going on that's what happened with X Factor in Australia there's like James Blunt had a go at me on air and it wasn't cool. I wasn't comfortable with it. And then overnight, my fans must have jumped on him and and said, this is not cool. And I don't know what language they use because I wasn't looking at it. I couldn't look at it. I'm just like, I wish that hadn't happened for both James and myself. It wasn't pleasant. Um, And then the next time we were filming the show, he sort of apologised, I believe, only because of the amount of comments he got, not because he thought he'd personally hurt me, which hadn't hurt me. I just was like, it's really uncool. So I think if you're a kid out there, you're not a celebrity and you don't have that support group around you when someone starts saying something and then everyone else starts attacking and there's no one else to support you and go, hey, that's not cool. That's when I feel like, you know, people get into trouble with nastiness on social media, but kind of not to say that celebrities can't because it's just the anniversary of Caroline Flack committing suicide over bullying online. 
and bullying yeah. from media. So it's not to say that it doesn't hurt us, but we are a little thicker skinned and a little bit, as Jackie says, each year you're in it, you're a bit more experienced with it. Yeah, definitely. It's almost like a hazing, isn't it? It's almost yes. like the media and colleagues, because colleagues can be the big biggest twats too, you know, sort of instigating bullying, where you go, none of this shit is necessary. You don't need to push my head down for your head to stay above water. Yeah. You know, we can all just sit on the life raft. Okay, so but I want both of you to tell me what is the one thing that absolutely shits you to death about other people. Go, Danny. I do not park in my parking spot. Oh, anywhere or once that, like once that are marked or once that you in your mind have allocated to yourself? Not, not in my mind. That is my parking spot for like my apartment or my workspace or, You yeah. have people that actually take your spot? Yeah. In those, really? Yeah, it's just happened to me recently. I hadn't thought about it for ages. It's made me like laugh how much I get upset about it. I'm like, why Why is it this thing? Why is it this one thing? Because it's inconsiderate and rude and you wouldn't yeah. do that because you would never do something like that. I think that's why. And then you let somebody know, please don't do that, even though they do know not to do it and then they mm. still do it. Oh, they won't. Wow. Wow. <laughs> no. No. Okay, there's a solution for you here, Danny. Okay, tell me the Ursula solution. You need to get rid of your car and buy one of those little tow trucks, you yeah. know, with a <laughs> with a T. So you just drop it, lift their car, move it and park your tow truck there. Just leave their car in the middle of the road. Fuck them. <laughs> Don't worry, there's a lot going through my head of what I want to do. It involves red lipstick, a knife. <laughs> Apparently lipstick does, doesn't it take off the paint or something? No, yeah. you write on the windscreen with lipstick. Uh, it's very hard to get off. But oh. if you take normal normal lip balm, like not, not the pawpaw, the one that you have to screw out, like the very Vaseline-based yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, so you write on the side of the car, say if you have a four-letter word that you can fit in there, you just leave it so they're not going to see it, but once they start driving, the dust will sit on it and it's going to bring it out. Nice. But then that petroleum, that draws goes into their paintwork and it's very hard to come out. Um, right. And so for the next year, every time there's a bit of dust, it's going to sit on the side of their car. Oh, oh wow. Oh, good. that's good. I've got another one. At, at, one if you really want to get revenge on someone with a car. Yeah. You get prawns and you wait, you let it sit and get the juices and then <laughs> syringe syringe the prawn juice. And then, you know, the bit where the window rolls down and you've got the little rubber strip there? Oh, syringe oh the prawn juice in there? Yeah. Never, never, ever get rid of it. How do you know that? Kyle told me that. <laughs> I love, I love I never Kyle. Think that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I did? I lived in an apartment block and the guy above me was just this really loud twat that did all his DIY stuff. He, he couldn't sleep at night. So then 11 o'clock at night he'll start hammering stuff and he would also play golf on the carpet and then it would knock onto the scooting board but you could hear gonk, gonk, gonk the whole night. And I would ask him so many times to stop and he wouldn't. I go, mate, at least get all that shit done by 8 o'clock at night, you know. Like oh, if I go to bed, I don't want to struggle with listening to your shit. And it was just really rude, this old man. And um, he had just put new carpet all through the apartment. So I took old milk. 
uh, in a cardboard, you know, like it was still in the cardboard boxes. Yeah. This was in the 90s, ladies. And um, <laughs> so in South Africa, so you had the security door and then you've got a little gap, like five to six me- centimeters, and then the wooden door. So I put the cardboard box at an angle there and I just left it there. But it was proper rotten, rotten milk, right? And the next morning when he opened his door, yeah. that rotten milk went all over the carpet. Oh, his brand new carpet, he couldn't get a, the smell out. He had to cut the carpet out. It was See? amazing. You were right, Danny. Ursula, always next level. Don't mess yeah. with her. She's going to yeah. get you. <laughs> yeah, always keep some super glue in your car because yeah. it's hard to track back. And if someone messes with you, just where they put the key in the lock, just squirt a whole bunch of super glue in there because they're not going to track it back to you. Oh, uh, but but they're also never they're also never going to get a key in that lock again. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be driving without doors on. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the mild stuff. I don't want to show you the the heavy stuff because then people will know. (laughs) I love how your mind works. (laughs) What's what's the one thing that shits you to death, Jackie? Um, People chewing. Uh, I know it's almost impossible to avoid, but especially if I'm on the phone to someone and they're eating, Mm. it irks me so much. If I'm at the dinner table and a family member's eating too loud, I'll be really, really annoyed. I don't know what it is. No. Doing, I can't, I can't handle it. And then probably going back to a car thing because we all have issues when it comes to traffic and people in cars. When, when a person is parked and it's a, it's a, an area where everyone's looking for a park and they get back to their car and they sit there on their phone and they don't even have the self-awareness to know that someone's waiting for you with their blinker on, at least just say, hey, I'm not leaving yet, like go on. But the amount of people that just sit there on their phone, that kills me. Yeah, no, with that, if I'm with someone in the car, I always say to them, can you go ask them to fucking leave? <laughs> and if they, if the person with me go, I'm not doing that, then I go, okay, watch the car. Because I get out, go knock on their window and go, can you fucking leave? Because it's like you say, they're not self-aware. It's like no self-awareness. It kills me. Yeah. Get the fuck out. It's like when you stand in the entrance of a shop chatting to someone that you just yes. bumped into. It's like you realise you're blocking the doorway. Yep, yep. Or at the base of the escalators, people sit there, yeah. stand there chatting and you're like, oh, they... Or they try and figure out where to go. It's like you had just had that whole fucking ride. <laughs> <laughs> What were you doing with that 10 seconds on the escalator? Just while you're on the ride, you have to go at the bottom. We're going to hank a left. We're going to go sharply. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, my That's God. That's funny. I, I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> but when I, or, or when you come out, like, uh, get off a plane, and then as you walk out, there's always someone standing there. It's like you realise you're blocking the way. But I always I say something now. As I walk past them, I go, you realise you're standing in the worst possible spot you could stand. <laughs> Like if there was a sign for the worst fucking possible space for people to stand, your picture would be on it. I think we can safely say that people who have no self-awareness is what actually shits us the most then. Yes. 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 
selfish people with no awareness. Oh, sometimes yeah. when I, like usually, and I have to say, like if I say that, I go, you're standing in the worst possible position. Usually if it's men, they go, oh, you know, like they always get a fright. Like, no, oh, no, no. <laughs> other people can see me and then they move to the side. But if it's women, nine out of ten times I get a fuck you, bitch. <laughs> And you anyone's ever said fuck you bitch to me in my life. Oh, <laughs> my, we should go shopping together. You're good. I now want the YouTube series of Ursula, like, you know, with the hidden secret cameras, yes. walking up to yeah. people and saying yeah. that, standing in the wrong spot. That's, that's yeah. a whole show. Yeah. Or even, you know, when you're walking, it's busy, right? Like if it's real busy, you can see the majority of people will walk left stick to the side where you drive like we we drive left so you're supposed to walk left yes but then every now and again you get this one fucker that just comes from the front and you go you're on the wrong side we yeah. walk left we drive left so we walk left that's how it works <laughs> right. and and that's a failure for the parents the parents have failed this human being because like even with my kids they're four and seven when we walk somewhere and it's busy i go guys keep left with mama it's busy don't ever do the bondi to bronte walk then it will yeah, kill you. You're, yeah, the most frustrating thing ever. There is a lot of people who are walking, and it's very narrow. Yeah, because there's, there's so many tourists, and yeah. they don't know that it goes with the the road traffic. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've done the Marubra to Kuji. Same thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get really, but I go left, keep left. <laughs> See, you just say whatever you're thinking. I love it. That's yeah. how we should all be. Yeah, we're educating. It's like I'm not being yeah. rude. I'm being in, informative. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, I'm not calling anyone a stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just assuming they're not from here. And then if, if they answer me in an Australian or a Kiwi accent, go, yeah, fucking no, I can't. And I'm like, well, why are you being so stupid? Like, go left, you idiot. But those are the same people who sit in the car on their phone. Yeah. Or the same with the shopping trolley in the shop. Like, you're going down the middle of the aisle, then just leave your trolley oh, there in the middle and go look for your shit. It's like, what What were you thinking the rest of us will have to do at this point? Just wait for your fucking ass who can't decide between the cheap tomatoes <laughs> or the cheaper tomatoes. <laughs> well, I can't wait to hang out with you outside of marketing I know. I know. I know. I'm a bit mental though. <laughs> no, it's good. I love it. <laughs> All right, quickly. Um, what shits you about yourself? What do you do that you cannot stand about yourself? Uh, I'm very organized and to the point where like if I've decided something has to be done some way, even if it's gonna take me ten times as long, I'll do it that way. <laughs> so funny you said that. I was just about to say I'm so disorganized. <laughs> I mean, let's not forget you guys were waiting 20 minutes for me to join this podcast because I totally forgot <laughs> and it wasn't in my calendar. And I felt so bad because I hate being like that. I really do. Like that's just, uh, you know, I, I'm actually usually never late, so I do apologise. Um, but I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I just, I don't know why I'm so disorganised in life. I would love to be like you, Danny, so don't hate on the fact that you're organised. It's a good thing. No, but just, just oh, I think what you both need is Danny, you need an assistant that's a bit spicy and Jackie you need an assistant that's like Danny that's like no we're doing it this way and you go I'll be back in 20 minutes when you started solid with that and I'll yeah, be yeah. Well, I, think, I think you can even tell like obviously people who are listening to the audio can't see you know the visual side of this yeah 
Zoom chat or squadcast that we're on. But Danny is got her hair done. She's got a beautiful background with shutters. She's got makeup. Here I am in my tracksuit. Forgot I'm doing this. I've got chlorine hair that's so frizzy and my background is a wall with wires hanging out. I think I still need to attach a photo up there or some sort of light fixture. I'm not sure. You maybe maybe get an electrician to see if those wires are low. Yeah, how's the wires sticking out of my wall? And I've been <gasps> in this house for six months now, so that's how disorganised I am. Yeah, okay, maybe those. you need three PAs. Maybe we're, 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 <laughs> yeah. we'll have a backup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm perfect. Nothing about me should speak yeah, to this. Yeah, come on, Ursula, come yeah, on. go on. <laughs> no, I think the fact that I'm real lippy and I can't just let shit go, you know. Right, like, right. I don't, I don't need to address every situation, but sometimes I'm like, I'm just going to say something. Right. Like, okay, perfect you- example. We were in the mall just after our son was born. He was still in the pram. And we walked past, you know, those guys in the mall that sell stuff, you know, everything from back massages to moisturiser. And this guy was real creepy. As soon as we walked past, he goes, girls, like that. But real, 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 like as soon as he said it, I felt dirty. You know, when a guy just, he can say, good morning, Miss Carlson, and you'd feel dirty, that kind of. So we walked past and he's like, hello, girls. And he sort of did that thing with his eye and I was like, I didn't say anything. I walked past, but I logged it. I I kept it up there and it irritated me. And then when we walked past again about 20 minutes later, he goes, how's it going, girls? I go, are you talking to us? And as soon as I said it, I could hear my wife go, oh, God. And and I I go, are you talking to us? He goes. Yeah, and now he's excited. I'm like, oh, I'm not a girl. I've got hair on my pussy. I'm a woman. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, but as soon as I said it, <laughs> I feel like I'm going red hearing this story. Yeah. <laughs> Do you just scream, why? Why would you say that? I go, <laughs> I, I can't have it. Like, I think of a comeback before I think of the consequence. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but oh. I bet you that creepy fucker will think twice before he goes, hey, girls, to anyone. How are you talking to me? You have taught him a lesson for sure. That will stay with him forever. And I think yeah. you're you're doing everyone a, a service by actually saying these things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, honestly, if you don't call this shit out. Exactly. <laughs> they're going to keep doing it. Sometimes I wish I could just shut the fuck up and walk past, but I don't. Uh, no, that's what we love about you, though. That's probably going to get me beat to death in a mall one day. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's where it's going to happen at the bottom of the escalators. <laughs> <laughs> or knocking on someone's car. Can you move? <laughs> and it's like a gang member inside, yeah. and then 14 oh. people hop out and beat the shit out of me. One day it'll be the wrong person, won't oh, it? Yeah. Oh. I'll, I'll meet my equivalent, and then we'll just hand to hand combat in the parking lot. <laughs> it'll be on. So much experience at it. I, I think it'd be so convincing, even if it was the wrong person, they'd be like, oh my God, I've got to get out of here. <laughs> I think so. It's whoever's got the most conviction 
wins. Yeah. yeah. See, and I've got I've got the chutzpah. I've got the you know, like as I would say, if you're the youngest child, which I'm the youngest child, I have no fear. Like I'll address anyone in any situation. Right. Right. Like you know, on set too, someone was yelling in my ear, and I said, yeah. "I'm gonna come kick your cunt." And if you talk to me like that ever again. <laughs> And did did anyone ever talk to me ugly again? No. No. Nope. No. And I'm I'm a happy person, but I will kick you cunt if you've been to me. He said in such an endearing way though. Like no one could ever not like <laughs> you because of it. Some people can just get away with that and you're one of them. I I, I couldn't. I I'd like <laughs> no, I can't imagine I did that the thing you did, but you do it in a really cute, loving way. In an educational way. In an educational way. Yeah. But also threatening because I will kick you. Yeah, I know you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I better go. You guys have been amazing. That's enough already. Shut up. Oh, shush.